Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the From the Finney podcast with Ollie, Jimmy and me, Jake. We're just going to discuss tonight's 1-0 win over Birmingham City, so enjoy. How are we, fellas? We got there in the end. We certainly did, mate. (laughs) About 10 takes to do that one. Anyway, um, yeah, good good night. Cracking night. Huh? Who did we play? Birmingham. What oh, was the score? Right. One nil. <laughs> right. Finally, at least we got them two right. Because in the outtakes, just so that listeners can be fully aware of what's just happened, there's not going to be any played... outtakes. Uh well, this should be published really. But we've played Reading and we've also won two one. I think I said Reading City at one point as well. Brilliant. Just yeah. the excitement. The excitement. Yeah. A little um, bit, a little bit giddy, aren't we tonight? So it's, uh... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah. Good night on the road. Probably not for those that have got to travel back from Birmingham because it looked horrendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like not feel for, pocket, weren't it? Feeling feel for, for George. Yeah, yeah. I'll be wrapped up. I'll have about nine layers. I'm only in his gloves and his snood <laughs> and everything else. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've I don't I can't remember seeing a pitch as as heavy as that in a long time. Um and I think first half both teams just struggled, didn't they? Because the pitch was just skidding everywhere. Um I, I'd say Birmingham were probably ju- they probably just about edged it, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably say that's fair, but I think they only had one shot on target, didn't they, in the first yeah. half. Um but yeah, that's four wins in six for North End, tenth in the league. 11 wins in 25, 7th away win of the season, 7th in the form table for the last 10 games, 6 top scorers in the league, 15 points above the drop zone. So, a few stats for all the listeners out there. Yeah, another clean sheet. Yeah, uh, yeah. first one for the new boy as well. Yeah, yeah. imposing, isn't he? Um, yeah. Last four wins, but, well, last five wins actually for us have all been to nil when we've won a game. So, it's an interesting stat for you. Hmm. Um, so, for when we're winning games, I think when we're taking the lead, we're, we're winning games now, aren't we? Yeah. So, and we're keeping a clean sheet as well, which is really important. Um, yeah, I thought we did all right tonight. I think that first half, it was, you know, I didn't think they really, I didn't feel threatened at all by them. I didn't no. I think they were dangerous. Like, when they were getting on the ball, it, it was a little bit scrappy, but, which was to be expected, I think. Yeah, with conditions and everything. Because, I mean, it was horrible. It was hard. It was skidding. It was just a minging service to play on. Um, you could tell, like, players' weight, as a, weight of pass was just all over the place. You know, some passes were holding up. Some passes were skidding right the way through. It just wasn't minging to play on. Um, you know, I think we've already created that Alan Brown chance, really, on the counter. In the yeah. first half, that's our only real opportunity in it, really. But I, I think, you know, the, the shining beacon in that first half and probably all game was Malumbi. My God, he, he was 
his work rate phenomenal when he's on the ball as well oh yeah when he's on the ball he looks quality as well so yeah really good full debut for us that in terms of the league anyway I know obviously playing the cup but you can't really count that you know it's been sort of thrown in the deep end really yeah I'll bring it up before you do Ollie Um, it's all stuff you highlighted isn't it before uh, well no sorry when he signed in your in your Twitter thread Um, and and I think he, he showcased it all tonight yeah, I think he's, you know, I think he's shown everything what he's about in the goal. Um, you know, he's he's linked up with Sinclair well all night. I think I think they got a yeah. good little understanding. Drives forward with the ball, timing of the pass is excellent, and the weight of the pass to get think, the assist. Just on that with Sinclair, do you think that's because obviously that's how Scott used to play when when he was probably three four years younger? He'd drive forward, he was lightning quick. Do you think? Yeah. Obviously, sort of playing off a player like Malumbi, who you could argue will do more of the legwork for Scott now, sort of mm. suits him. Yeah, I think Sinclair's just always better when he's playing with players who play quick football, just a little one-touch like we've seen there. Yeah. Um, I think the goal summed up what the new midfield will be about. I think we've gone from our own third and it's in the back of the net within probably 10 seconds. Yeah. Whiteman's, Whiteman's kept it really simple, played a really good pass forward. Sinclair's flicks it on to Malumbi, drives into the space. Lovely little um, touch that, isn't it? Beautiful. Um, you could probably call it a counter-attack, that. Depends how yeah. you want to look at it. Um, and then Sinclair, we know how good he is at finishing. It's just an unbelievable finish. Hard and low into the side netting, far corner. Um, but I think that that the two midfield profiles I've highlighted there means we can attack directly, but with quality as well. Um, and I think we've seen it for the, the counter attack in the first half as well, where I think Potts lays it off. Um, Brown ends up having a shot. We're very dangerous um, going forward quickly because if you look at the profiles we had tonight, you know we have Potts, Brown, Malumbi, Sinclair, Whiteman plays forward quickly. Emil Reese is fast. Um, DJ comes on with very good transition for it, aren't we? Um, so yeah, I just thought I thought Whiteman grew into the game again. First half, I think he struggled. I think everyone struggled with, like Jim said, the weight of pass. So obviously, Reese was caught offside probably four or five times, but it showed you that the game plan was probably worth it because all it takes is you to time that run once. Um, obviously, uh, Reese timed it and Potts hits the post, but I just thought it was another good away performance. Yeah, um, we said, didn't we, about the first half being probably about even, but maybe Birmingham just about edging it, but you could see. You've just obviously touched on it there. You could see what the the idea was and what the thinking was in terms of how they wanted to play, because Birmingham's back line was very very high. Mm. Yeah. Surprised me that because they don't have really mobile defenders, do they? No, I mean George um, Friend's about fifty now, isn't it? Harley Dean as well, uh, the Spanish lad at centre back. You San know, is, is, uh, is it San Jose? Yeah, 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 I think so. Lacking a bit of mobility as well, so I was a bit surprised with that, but. I thought Emil was just a constant pain in the arse, I'd say, for the opposition. Mm. Obviously, he didn't he didn't score, but he could have had a good assist for Potts. I think he just looks, he just always wants to be involved, doesn't he? Yeah. And obviously, I think Deep Bell Jarges done a, a piece on why he should start tonight. I think most of us wanted him to start, so hopefully he keeps his place on Sunday because I thought it was good again tonight. Anyone that listened to me on the radio before the game will have heard that I also said uh, I think Emil should start. Putting that out there, yeah, brilliant. <laughs> I think um, 
to make mention before about Sinclair. I think he's doing better like tonight. He's playing with intelligent players. Malumbi's intelligent. Yeah. You know, it always looks good when you've got Pearson on the pitch with him. You know, because mm. you've got players around him with intelligence and players that will play at high level. I mean, Malumbi, he's classic. You can tell why Brighton won't let him out, won't let him go on a perm because he's quality. Yeah, I was just going to ask that. What What do you think, our, even though it's, it's one start in the league, do you think we've got next to no chance of making it a permanent? I think we all, we all know the quality. Say again, yeah, Jimmy. At this moment in time, no chance. Yeah. Guys, guys, class. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all knew the quality of the player when we signed him, didn't we? Um, he's a known quantity. And Brighton... I think you've seen it with Ben White. If they don't want to sell a player, they won't sell a player. Yeah, Percy um, Tower as well. They've just brought back off loan as he as he a player like, that fits that bill. Yeah, yeah, maybe, but yeah, it's it's going to be hard. Obviously, Brownie played right back tonight, but that midfield looks really strong, doesn't it? Um, mm. I thought Brownie was class tonight. Obviously, Fisher was dropped. Interesting. He was shocking on Saturday. I think we all said it. I think I said it was his worst game I thought that he'd had. Um, but Brownie's... He, I really like him there, me. I know he splits opinion, but I wouldn't change it on the weekend, me. I'd, I'd leave him there. Yep. Thought he did well tonight, Brownie. So we said, didn't we, like, how do you fit all these players into midfield? It's, I think you have to put Brown right back. don't think you've got much of a choice. Especially after tonight. Like, you know, how Malumbi's fit in, you know, Whiteman's had another decent game. Thought Ledson did all right tonight. You know, he's forward, like his passing was forward every time. Didn't really give the ball away much. Try, you know, he tries to obviously penetrate the lines and, and get us moving, which is good. So yeah, can't really complain. I'm gonna feel three tonight. I thought it was compact and I thought it was probably workman like, you know, in terms of how it was set up to the first half, but you know, second half has come to life on it, really. So, yeah, I think Malumbi's also showed he can play slightly further forward as well. We've seen him pressing high like DJ does, making it more of a four-four-two shape because he can press onto the centre back really well. Mm-hmm. So you've got you know DJ Brown and Malumbi. You know, we can all fit in there. Obviously, Harrop's gone out today. Malumbi's just a class above. Um, hopefully, Harrop gets a good run of games there. But very interesting to see what happens with this midfield now. Um, you know, it's it's a very different game on Sunday, so we'll be interested to see what he does. But Malumbi's obviously got to start again, and and you expect Whiteman to keep his place as well. Yeah, I think just on Brown as well. You saw, especially in the second half, what what he still brings to the side from that sort of obviously deeper fullback position. He still gets high up the pitch. He still, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna use an Ollie phrase, but his final third entries tonight, I reckon, probably weren't too far off what you'd expect from him playing in the middle, which maybe you can expect that from a fullback, but you know, you still saw overall what he what he brings even if he is playing at, at fullback. Yeah. He's he's yeah, he's just got the the build and the physical profile. It's just easy for a minute, I think, to get up and down there. Yeah. Um yeah, just really good. I thought Hughes had a solid game as well on the other side. Yeah. I thought the whole yeah, back probably. four and the keeper, I thought just thought it was a very solid defensive performance, weren't it, really? Because second half, when the lad, Jimmy mentioned him before, Halihovic came on. Hello, um, Mitch. Yeah, just whatever. done an awful, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's a very tidy player, but I never really thought they were going to 
create a big chance. Um, so I thought defensively we were very good tonight. Leco shot not class as a big chance. Uh, I mean, Ben Whiteman showed him inside, which is the right thing to do on, onto his weaker foot. And he's if he scores, he's got to put it past eight and nine bodies. You know, it's 20 yards out. I'm not sure that's a big chance. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you, you strip away the obviously the poor performance in the cup and um, I can't even remember who we played last. <laughs> Before Come Birmingham. Up. Bristol City. Oh, mate. yeah, of course. My head's up my no. ass tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, it- you know, you take those two results out of it. I think the performance against Forest, uh, you know, it's one of them. I don't think we deserve to lose it. I think the performance was was there. Um, and then you're looking at three back-to-back wins before that. So, yeah, it's not yeah. it's not all doom and gloom, really, is it? Yeah, I know people probably lump that the cut performance in there in terms of the bad form. But it's, it's an it's an anomaly, though, isn't it? You know, he's made yeah. seven changes to the start and eleven. Yeah. Yeah, and if you look at the last ten league games, I think we're seventh in the in the in the form table in the last ten league games. You know, we're tenth in the league, so we're doing pretty well, I'd say. Considering again, we've got that very often mentioned bottom six budget. Yeah, doing all that, aren't we? Like everyone who thinks managers need to get sacked and all that sort of stuff, I think it's been to the opinion. I don't agree with it. I think this manager's the best we're going to get. Um, I think if if the if they're calling for it on a performance basis as well, then you know let's not forget the manager's not been shy about how much of a transition period this is that we're going through as a club, and the playing style is obviously going to be affected by that. So you know there's going to be poor performances. Where yeah, but tonight you can win ugly though, Jake. The style. Say again. You can you can win ugly like we have done tonight. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. You know, it, uh, it's it's a results based business at the end of the day, you know, and it's a, it's a game of fine margins. Where you know what is it? I think it's less than two point four goals a game or something like that in this league this year. So you're not, you know, it's like one or two goals in a lot of our games this season. If you go through the list, I think we've lost to nil to. By one goal, so I think it's seven times out of the ten games we've lost, or something like that. You know, we, we, if we lose, we're losing by a goal. You know, so for me, like it's so fine these margins between a loss and a draw, because you know if you don't concede in say three of those games or don't concede as many, and you get a point instead of a defeat, the mindset completely changes from our fan base because well, you- we're not losing all these games. I think because it's so hot and cold in terms of feelings. Yeah. You know, you can be on top of the world after after a win, or you can be feeling like shit after a defeat. Yeah, I think because there is no middle ground, everyone's sort of like their emotions are all over the place, and it probably doesn't help with all the situation at the minute anyway, because people's emotions are all over the place anyway. Yeah, and people so looking at I the think, same four walls and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely, and I think people just need something. Yeah, just know, on that with reality check, really. Yeah. Just on that, with the games that we've lost to one, Swansea City at the start of the season, 1-0. Stoke City, 1-0. Cardiff City, 1-0. Um, Birmingham City, 2-1. Obviously lost by one goal. Rotherham, 2-1. Lost by one goal. 
Blackburn and Watford, you take that out of it. That's pretty... I mean, it's to be expected to an extent against a side like Watford, but... Um, Not really, because I don't think all that shapes. I think you've got to look at the team that we put out that day. That was the issue when we played Watford. We played with Sinclair and Barkey's wing-backs. Yeah. Like, actual out-and-out wing-backs, and we got absolutely mullered. Blackburn game, had... Blackburn game was nil-nil until the red card as well. Yeah. yeah. But then you got Barnsley and Forrest. You know, mm. they're, they're the last two... Yeah two out of the last three defeats and they've been to one goal. So yeah. you know, there's six or seven there that on another day, you're looking at a draw. Yeah. A few extra points on the board and it's a Jake, different story. I think the thing for me is we've won 11 games. You're never going to be in trouble when you're winning almost 50, 50% of your games. Yeah. You know, we're winning far too many games to be down there. Um, I know it's frustrating losing games, but you're better winning winning one and losing one than drawing two, aren't you? Obviously. Yeah. So I know people get up and down in that and, you know, it is frustrating, but we're, we are a decent side, you know, and if people want the manager sacked, absolutely fine, but he's not going to get sacked because we're 10th in the league. Um, people have made their minds up, which is fair enough, but only five teams have scored more goals than us, you know, in the league out of 24 we're six out of 24 for goals scored. People are saying we're boring to watch. I think most people will probably judge how exciting a game is based on goals. You know, I think that's a fair assumption to make. Um, you know, we've been involved in a lot of high-scoring games. We've scored so many goals on the road. Um, you know, I think Blades Analytic pointed out before that this is one of the lowest goal-scoring rates in the Championship ever. You know, fix the congestion... Players playing out their arse, you know, the pitches are terrible at the minute. You know, games every three days. Players are just tired. They're going to be low scoring games, probably going to lack quality at times, but. To be expected, isn't it? Given yeah. everything. Yeah. Do you think um, then, on that, now that the schedule's relatively returned to normal, do you think that we'll start to see everything else somewhat return to normal? I don't know. I think. I think honestly, I think managers are setting the team up just to get through games and grind yeah. out results. Um, even Brentford, who are probably my favourite team in the league, aren't playing good football. I watched Swansea the other night against Barnsley. They're not playing great football. Um, you know, I watched Bournemouth again the other night as well. They're not playing good football. So I don't know who plays good football in the league. You know, no one's playing really exciting football because you can't churn it out every three days. Yeah. You know, when it goes back, when it goes back to, you know, one game a week, you might see a bit more sharpness in players' legs. But I think clean sheets are now the basis for most teams to build off. And like Jimmy said, most games have been decided by one goal, and I don't think that's any sort of coincidence this season. Yeah, I was being kind before when I said two point four. It's actually two point two. Yeah, you know, and over sixty percent of the games in the league have either finished one one. One nil either way, nil nil, or two nil either way. You know, so if you bet, if you're betting person, then under two point five is pretty much the way that this league is this season. I mean, you look at high scoring games that they're like few and far between. There's probably be less than a you know a pair of Dingle's hands in terms of like <laughs> games that have got more than four point five goals. What? Yeah. You know what I mean? Though it's like yeah. that's just. Just how That's it is. Over three point five. Go- well, got that many fingers and toes, mate. It's beyond joking, it. 
But you're you're right in terms of what you say, Ollie, in terms of like keeping clean sheets. You look at Swansea, they conceded 13 goals in 24 games. You know, they're on track at the minute to break the record for the least goals conceded in this league. Yeah. So I think they're not scoring massive amount of goals. You know, we've scored more goals than them. We've just conceded 20 more than them. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. that, that's the biggest issue. Yeah. But I've, I've maintained that all along. I, you know, people, if people want Alex Neil sacked to be in 10th in the league, that's absolutely fair enough. Um, you know, the issue for me is not where we are in the league. It's not the points and it's not the goals. It's the goals conceded. That's been the issue mm-hmm. all season. Because, you know, we've had, Bauer's been injured. We've had full-backs in and out of the team. Rafferty played a good number of games. He's now not playing. You know, Earl's come in and struggled at times. Ben Davis has coasted himself through games. Hunter's come back in, and to be fair to him, on his 300th appearance tonight, he was solid tonight. Obviously, we got the Rudd injury, and Iverson looks like he's going to compete when Rudd's back, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. If we get him back next season, it's early days. So, hopefully, the defensive side does improve. But for me, the issue has been... You know, not turning the odd loss into a draw because we're winning more than enough games to be competing at the top end of the table. Yeah. It's just been turning turning those narrow defeats, them two ones, into one ones. You know, because of silly defensive mistakes, time and again early on in the season. Um, so that's just my outtake, my outlook on it. I think we're doing more than well, more than more than fine, to be honest. Given everything that's going on. Ben Pearson hasn't played again tonight. Johnson's not started. Bauer's been out. You know, Maguire's injured tonight. Barkey's not started. Galley's not started. You know, Bauer's injured. Hood's injured. We're doing very well. And yeah. just on something that you mentioned as well, we've got near enough a month now of just Saturday to Saturday games. So, you know, the yeah. manager can hopefully start getting some more quality time on the training pitch with, with the squad and, yeah, start to form a sort of a new look Preston North End, if you will, because it's it's going to happen and it, it's going to continue into next season as well because as big as these next two weeks are, are going to be for the club in terms of incomings and outgoings, it, it's going to continue into the summer. Well, of course, it's, it's gonna, you know, I think it's there's going to be further outgoings this window. Hopefully there's a couple of incomings as well. Um, you know, we've still got, what, two weeks left? Yeah. Just short of. So, yeah, we'll just see where we're at in sort of 12 days' time in terms of the squad because that's what he's got for the rest of the season, then, isn't it? So. Massive shout out to Hunts. Um, being a club, less than 20 players have got into that club in our, in our history. So, I think he's. I think I was looking through it before, including tonight. We've kept eight clean sheets this season, seven of them have been when Hunt's in the team. Um, I think that Hunt's Davis partnership, whilst Hunt's is probably the more limited of the two defenders, if you know we're brutally honest, I think the partnership is strong. You know, I just hope Davis sees the season out because if them two can stick it out at centre half together, then they're doing all right. You know, you know what you're getting with the pair of them. And I think that's, it, it's fine for me. You think it's a case um, of complementing each other well? Yeah, mm. absolutely. They've got that partnership, you know, yeah. and relationships on a pitch are so key. Um, so, yeah, a massive shout out to him. 
you know. Yeah, well deserved. Next year. I know we've it is. we've we've been some of his biggest critics in the last two, well, nearly two years. But you know, credit where, it, like you said, Jim, there's only is it less than twenty that have made the three hundred club. So, and he's played here under seventeen or eighteen before. He's played here under three different managers as well. Um, so yeah, it's it's no mean feat, is it? And and you know, if we were in a stadium, it'd be a worthy applause. Yeah, well, I think anyone from the hey anyone getting anyone getting to three hundred deserves massive credit. Um, I think he's done very well last couple of games. Um, but you know, we still need to do a bit of work in the window. We need at least two in for me. So two yeah, centre backs or just two incomings. Two centre backs for me. Yeah. Um, but now fair play to Hunts. Um, and I think Alan Brown's that was two hundred and seventy-five for Brownie tonight as well. Yeah, twenty-five yeah. to go. I think he'll if he makes it. I think he'll be the the youngest or the second youngest to hit oh, three hundred at the club. Who's his class, don't it? Yeah. Absolutely, who's his class? Yeah, no, but I think we're doing all right. I think you're right in terms of centre halves. So I think we do still need to. See. I think we just need competition because we've gone with on the bench now. I think it's three full backs, three centre midfielders, and then two attackers in terms of Barky and um, the lad from Fleetwood. So, yeah, I think it's just it's interesting that Story hasn't made the bench. I think that's yeah, a little bit That shows you that Hughes is now ahead of Story, really, I think. You know, yeah, as an option it. there. Um, obviously, Harrop's gone. Harrop's gone out today. Stockley's not involved because he's going to go out. Story might be going out if we get another, another centre back. Mm. I think he needs to. I think he needs game time. I, I just, I, he's yeah. in a similar position to Josh Harrop. Not maybe, maybe not so much in terms of needs game time because he's not played as often as Josh and is as old as Josh, but. You know, for the sake of his own development, he is still relatively young. So, you know, half a season at a, a steady, solid League One side where he's going to play week in, week out, yeah, won't do him any harm. It, it, I, I know we discussed it on on Monday's episode, but I think having that under his belt and being sort of drip fed in and out of the team here would yeah. benefit him more. I think as yeah. a club, I think we need to we loan out a lot of our players who are never going to be involved, the likes of Burke and Ginelli and players like that. We need to get a squad good enough so we can loan out genuine fringe players like Harrop, like Story. Um, you know, who can players then like come that, back and challenge. Who can then come back and, and make an impression? Because the players we loan out now, we're loaning them out just to get them out of the club, aren't we? Yeah, basically. You know, we're not, a bit like we, we, a bit like we do with Ben Davis. Because yeah. we load him out to actually develop him, yeah. you know. Hopefully that's what we're doing with Ethan Walker, because like he's probably going to go back up to Carlisle, you know. Hopefully get a promotion under his belt at the end of the year. Um, Jordan Storvey's only played eighteen games less in his career than Josh Harrop, and he's played he's had more starts than Josh Harrop in his career. So yeah. that shows you like where they're probably at. They're probably at a similar stage in terms of player development, but Josh Harrop's two years older, so. They both need game time. That's that's the be all and end all about it, to be honest. You know, so hopefully they can both get. Well, obviously one's going out today, but hopefully John Story joins him going out this month because he just needs time and he's he ain't going to get it here at the minute. You're not you're not getting into that back two. You know, those two centre halves ahead of those two at the minute. No, so. I think a lot depends on obviously Ben Davis and then bring another in on top of that. So we'll have to wait and see. 
Yeah, Sunday then. Yeah, it's gonna be tough yeah. Sunday, I think. Um, obviously, they've got Lucas Jow back, haven't they? Finally back from injury and he scored in his last two games. So I think he got the first last night, and then I think he got two the game before against Huddersfield. So he's on. I mean, you look at his record. I mean, I think it's last last eight games he's played. He's got eight goals. So keep him quiet. We might have a bit of a chance. But they're, they're a squad that's to come on this year. I, I didn't think they were going to be anywhere near where they are this year at the minute. But obviously they've got um, Ajaria, uh, Elise, you know, Jonathan Swift back from injury as well. Um, obviously there's a lot of talk about Omar Richards, fullback, been linked with quite a few clubs. He's one that's out. He's out of contract at the end of the season, isn't he? Yeah. Hasn't he been in talks with Bayern Munich? Yeah, yeah, that's who I read. Um, obviously, the goalkeeper. I think he's kept a lot of clean sheets, especially at the start of the season. Um, don't think he's got as many as Blad at Swan at Woodman at Swansea now, but you know, a decent keeper. So I think be a tough task for us. You know, their last five, um, one, three, drawn one, lost one. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they won seven of the first eight, didn't they? Um, I was I was confident going down there because I think we normally play well against those type of teams, especially away from home. Um, you know, they won seven of the first eight, I think. I think they've won six games since then. Um, so that's why they're in the top six. They've only they've only beat four. They've only won four games against the top half all season. You know, out of twenty five. Well, out of. So they would have played half the games, obviously, against the top half. They only won four games against the top half. So, obviously, we're top half. We'll see what happens on, on Sunday. But um, they won three of the last four, I think. Um, beat Huddersfield, beat Coventry and beat Luton. And and the draw was against Swansea. Um, but, you know, look at the two games before that. They got beat off Brentford and beat off Norwich. So they probably are like a middle inside. Um Still, for me, probably slightly in a false position, but I'm confident again. I I, I do think they will play the same way um, as as they did at, at the Majeski Stadium when we went down there. We just pressed them, didn't we? And they left massive spaces. The lad McIntyre got absolutely bullied by Reese, um, the, uh, the young defender that they had. Yeah, he's still been playing for him actually. I think so. I give Reese another game because I think it's going to be a game that's going to suit him again. And I think just on Reese as well, back-to-back starts won't do him any harm. It worked hard tonight, didn't it? Worked really yeah. hard. But I thought it did, I thought it did well. I thought it led line really well tonight. I think he's he held the ball up well in good areas. You know, obviously got him behind him quite a few times when he stayed onside. So yeah, yeah. I, I think Malumbi's the biggest one out of two that I want to see because I think if you've got someone who can press so high um, with his energy and his work rate. Especially at Deepdale, I think that that's really key for us. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking at the experimental three six one XG table. So Redden should actually be about sixteenth. Um, based on XG performance this year. God, I'm gonna get hammered on Twitter after this. I can tell already. Um, I, I get hammered every day for it, Jimmy. But it's a massive reason they've overperformed it because they got some very good finishes as well. Yeah, and and obviously, if you got a not, if you got a finisher who can score zero point two chances, then you, you're obviously going to overperform it, aren't you? So, well, they've scored eight eight goals more than their xG. Yeah, average xG. So you know that's probably unsustainable over the course of a season. 
Um, yeah, I just got to take the game to him. But like, you know, I think I think he'll make a couple of changes at weekend. Um, what, what we only made two subs tonight, didn't we? Yeah, made four changes to the team, didn't we? Um, I think he will make a couple of changes to keep fresh legs in. So obviously, if you're going to mm. press a team like that, I think they might put Barky in for Pots because Pots back in. I'm not sure because I want to see Monday no. again. Um, I would, it probably changes two wide players. I think it yeah. probably changed Sinclair and Potts because Potts, obviously, I, I, I'll give Potts a bit of credit. I thought Potts played really well tonight. His work rate and his actual quality on the ball tonight was good. Obviously, maybe he should have scored when he hit the post, but to, you've got to put it, try and put it past the keeper. That's the issue. And because it, he hasn't got a load of time to think about it either, it's got to be a first time shot. Keepers narrowed the angle quickly, haven't they? Yeah, it, you know, Edwards is a decent keeper and, you know, he's played what 30 odd times in the Premier League for Cardiff. Yeah. So, it's a great save, by the way, off his off the, the second, second one. shot. Yeah. So, I thought Potts did all right, but obviously he got clattered middle of the second half. He, he was moving a bit on. funny, wasn't he? Yeah, he probably laboured on, you know, fair play to him, like, but it wouldn't shock me to see Barkey start from the off. Um, Maybe, maybe Maguire wide, but Maguire's injured really tonight. Yeah. So it's a maybe forget that. Well, um, it depends because I noticed Scott Sinclair at the end went straight down the tunnel with Matt Jackson. So obviously he's he's straight back from injury, isn't he? So maybe mm. a balancing act, so to speak. Maybe Potts yeah. stays in and Barkey comes in for Sinclair. I think it'll be Reese, Barkey, Malumbi, and Sinclair. I think obviously Malumbi looked like it was cramp at the end. Hopefully nothing more than that. I would normally say I'd expect Fisher to come back in, but I think Brown plays and I don't know if Brown moves back into the midfield. So I think the back five, including the keeper, will stay intact. So many options ahead of that now in the middle areas. Obviously, we're still a bit short wide for me. But yeah, I'm, I'm confident for the weekend. Predictions? Yeah. I'll go 2-1 P&E. Hmm. Gonna go nil nil. Ron Sky. We never play well on Sky, do we? Last time I remember us having a nil nil on Sky was away at Cardiff last season. We had a right good day out that day, actually. We went on. We were on the train at about half six, seven o'clock in the morning. Back when forgot all, forgot all about the game. <laughs> Back when days was, out were allowed. Yeah, it's probably the. To be honest, the football was probably the worst part of the day. Yeah. Always is, isn't it? But nah, Red, I, think, I think it'd be nil-nil. Reading have played five away games against top half teams, and they've only won one of them, which was against Blackburn. Uh, I'll say, uh, I'll say one-one. And on that note, fellas, if unless you've got anything you want to say, any final notes? You've got a lot of editing to do tonight, mate. After yeah, your balls up at the start. So. My own fault. Yeah. Right. Cheers, fellas. Thank you very much. See you Sunday. Nice one. And thank you, listener, for listening to episode 30 of the From the Finney podcast. We've had a really nice review in, actually, um, from someone, I don't know who, on Apple Podcasts. So thank you for that. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts and haven't left us a review, um, yeah, it would be appreciated if you could. And yeah, cheers. Thank you.